2: Oh, live from New York, it's the show that loves York Peppermint Patties. Oh, it's this First guy. Things First, monstrous this. show today. That's first off, we're going to be today. talking about Steve Nash. He's out in Brooklyn. Ime Adoka might be coming in. We discuss mm, What could go wrong? Oh, my goodness. Meanwhile, <laughs> Tom Brady sounds cautiously optimistic despite the Bucks' struggles. Why Nick thinks the Bucks still have a shot at the Super Bowl. All of a sudden, you're a Brady guy. And finally... Tough Monday for the Bengals, who fall to four and four in a bat- Halloween-themed battle last night. I'm Kevin Wilds alongside Nick Wright. Brew. A few weeks ago, you wrote off the Bengals. Are you gonna? I did. Are you still writing them off? Or you back
1: you
3: kind of... Wrote them off, wrote them in. Gain in, you, you know. I would answer, but you want me to wait. You don't want me to... Oh, switch. you nailed I, it! There you go. <laughs> not, it it only took a few it's months, in two but months.
2: it. Brew <laughs> finally understood how the top of the show works. But we're starting with the big news out of Brooklyn. Ooh. Steve Nash is gone. Kevin Durant saying, I told you guys to do this summer. Yes. Not a real quote. That's me making it up. Steve, uh, Sean I Marks know. with a press release that reads as such. We want to thank Steve for everything he brought to our franchise over the past two plus seasons. Since becoming our head coach, Steve he was faced with a number of unprecedented challenges, some by our own making. That was me, sorry. <laughs> We're sincerely grateful for his leadership, patience, and humility throughout his tenure. Personally, this was an immensely difficult decision. However, much deliberation evaluation of how this season has begun. What? I mean, just started. Again, that was me. <laughs> we agreed that a change is necessary at this time. And I
4: didn't want to get fired. And so, also, Steve, you got to go. Yeah, that I don't know me. if you
2: guys look back, but Durant wanted Nash and he <laughs> <laughs> got rid of him. You got to go. Sean sick. Marks is still there from the Prokhorov <laughs> era. Uh, Brew, Odoka might be coming in. Yeah. Steve Nash is officially out. This is your beloved team. This is your
3: team. It's yeah. so interesting because when Udoka. Had his issues in Boston, right uh-huh. when he was let go and or whatever we suspended. want to call it, suspended in Boston. Yeah. I was talking with people around the league, like man, I didn't think it would happen necessarily, but I was like, if I'm the Nets, I'm going after Ime Udoka. That's not to excuse anything he did in Boston, but he was—he's obviously was a great coach last year. Took that defense from. 14th to second in the league in one year, obviously got him to the finals and was in Brooklyn for a year. So the players and the organization knows him. As far as Nash, I'm going to give the Nets credit for this because it's obvious that Steve Nash had to go. It's obvious, okay? He had no emphasis on defense, no imagination on offense, and you mentioned Durant, Kyrie. I mean, clearly didn't have the respect of the players as far as a coach. I'm sure they respected him as a player and what he did in his career. But I didn't think, Nick, I thought they, sh- they know they should fire Nash. But will they do it? Well, to- will they not do it to save face so they don't look like they're kowtowing but they are. to Kevin, Kevin Durant? Durant- Listen, Kevin well, no, no, they no. They're not kowtowing because – they're two and five. Well, they yeah. need to fire him. And better now than later, so oh, you can save the no. season. Okay. If if so it's gonna be saved. Okay, so I, I so- think it's the best chance they have of okay. saving so the they're, season. So they're
4: they're obviously just screwed either way. Why? But I wanna I wanna start there's so many things you said that, that, that it's fascinating. You talked about all the issues Nash had. All the with the defense, right. the lack of uh ingenuity on offense. Well those issues were present his first year there and his second year there. So why? Did they not fire him this summer? Why did they not fire him before Kevin Durant wanted him fired? Obviously. Like this is and or then after Kevin Durant wanted him fired. Why? So so Kevin, the, you think it's good business that they looked at their two seasons Nash had been the coach? We're like he's our guy. Then their best players like I want him out. And they're like no, he's our guy. Right. And then six bad games, because they won last night. Six bad games is enough to fire them. That's smart. That's good business. That's how
3: you run it's, a team. Look, this is all fluid. They obviously like Steve Nash, the front office, and wanted to keep him. But when you see the season going south, and you see that the defense is a mess, the offense is a mess, you're barely, you barely beating Indiana, which is a bad team. Yeah. You you can't punt on the year. It wasn't gonna get better under Nash, much yeah, better. But so get rid of him so and see what you can so do going I forward. I know it was a close sweep, but wasn't that the opportune time to get rid Look, of Steven Nash? I yes. I but it's they didn't. That they brought him back. No, they this, didn't. It's not bizarre. And now you have It's six games and, in. You still yeah, have a long enough okay. time to turn this. Thing of course around. you do. And you that's just that's all i And they're not going to really. Kevin Durant's not good. No. Kevin, Kyrie Irving can't play. Oh, ben Simmons bro, 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 and Royce O'Neal bro, bro, they yes, can't play. No, no, no.
4: The only uh, it's, uh, Kevin Durant is amazing, and he has been a part of the two and five start. Everything else you said has not contributed to win. the the guy that you just listed that has most recently contributed to winning basketball is Royce O'Neill. But I don't want to argue have the same old Nets discussion. They just fired their coach for a reason. They are in total disarray for a reason. They are the most dysfunctional franchise that doesn't have a toxic owner in all of sports they they have fans protesting uh, in center court yesterday they are now firing their coach as a knee jerk reaction and they are bringing in the one coach in basketball that has massive baggage of his own that the reason he's available is because he was involved in a scandal and and even with the coaching hire we're doing the same thing the same math of justification that they've done with the player hires well you know i mean on paper it's a huge upgrade. But if there should have been evidence that none of this stuff is on paper. That the relationships and the toxicity and the baggage and the nonsense can derail what on paper looks good. But on paper, it shouldn't look good. Because the argument for the Nets this year that I heard from people that believed in them well... Kyrie's in a contract here, and Ben Simmons trying to prove himself. So for those reasons, those guys will commit on both ends of the court. Those guys will play winning basketball, but they haven't. And it's they seven won't. games. It's long enough to fire the coach, but it's not long enough to evaluate the So what, should they trade the all
3: the players and start all over? That would be better?
4: I think it's their only hope.
2: I do, too.
3: Okay. They're relevant. This is a business, too. If they, they trade the all their least, players the, and then they get a bunch of draft picks. in
4: the NBA and season tickets.
3: If they trade all their players and get a bunch of draft picks, mm-hmm. we're not talking about them. No other shows are talking about but them. The you don't have the star players. The Knicks are already players. the
2: not-good, relevant
4: team but in New York. That's a, that lane we is we already only, I guess I don't know. Maybe, listen, I'm not a businessman. But is it better to be talked about purely for awful stuff
3: or to not well, be talked about. if you're not winning, well, that's what you're going to be talked about. But they're doing this so they can start winning. Yeah, now, but, it might not work. Of course it's not right, Can work. I
2: work. Can I ask you, like, let's suppose Eme is hired, right. um, which is a bizarre decision, as you've said, just because the reporting around right. this oh, right, has been less than dogged. Yeah, Let's just say the, the Walter Cronkite of this situation is Matt Barnes driving in his car
3: <laughs> saying,
2: wow, I heard some stuff. And yeah. that's what we've got to yeah. go on. Um, yeah,
3: Matt but, but
2: I'll um But let's just talk about like, he's hired. You mentioned he turned the Celtics defense around. Yes. But they also have Marcus Smart and, and Robert Williams and Grant Williams played great and Tatum and Jalen bought no. in. Do you think the personnel of the Nets – are willing to buy in with that That personnel the Celtics had seemed defensive-oriented. Right. Well, this team seems offensive-oriented.
3: I don't think they can be as good of a defensive team as Boston was last year. But Royce O'Neal can defend. Ben Simmons, we know, can, be, can defend. Kevin Durant defense. can defend. If they're a mediocre defensive team, which he, they can definitely be a mediocre defensive team. Like the Lakers
2: team. are kind of doing.
3: And and get stops when you need to. You think they Their can be offense that? can be good enough. Yeah. Look. Defense it takes a coach emphasizing it. You have to have a coach. I'm sure Nash talked about it. I'm sure they went over it here and there. But he didn't so, emphasize so, it. If the t- coach emphasizes defense and you've got the strength and the athleticism to do it, which they do, then they okay. can be a pretty okay, decent so, uh, defensive listen, team. I'm in a which weird is all spot they need.
4: because I've argued that Nash – they, they, they should have given Nash the treatment that the Broncos think about giving Nat Hackett. It was clear he was not qualified right. to be an NBA head coach immediately, and he never got better. His His playoff adjustments were play Durant more minutes. That's the only playoff adjustment he had. They don't run an offense, and they're terrible at defense. So I do understand firing him. I think the timing of it is... Odd because they could have done it over the I summer Agreed, they have done but it they summer. didn't. But that's well, why but, but not do it that's now. That's fine, but the, the question I want to ask you is this. The Nets have been a train wreck. Yeah. Forget even remove the Kyrie drama, to put it lightly. Are you put are you saying that Nash was responsible for 50% of it? 60%? I'd say he's responsible for 10% of it. That even you think he's
3: responsible he's for. He's not of responsible it? for Kyrie's shenanigans. Mm-hmm. All right, like you said, to put it lightly. He's not responsible for Ben Simmons' mental issues. But he's responsible for the offense, which wasn't imaginative. He couldn't get Kevin Durant an open shot in the playoffs last year. Okay? He's responsible for the lack of focus on defense. That's what he's responsible for. You bring in a new coach who's going to try to correct those things.
4: He mentioned Kevin Durant. Can we stay here just for maybe an extra minute? There is an element here. The overarching story is Kevin Durant now has gotten damn near everything he asked for. They kept Kyrie. He asked for them to fire the coach. They have He wanted to be traded. No, I know. No, no, no. Of course. But with the Nets. As far as what the Nets, like, if it was a situation of his making, one of the prerequisites to him rescinding the trade demand was fire the coach. Now, the other one was fire the GM as well. But he said trade me. And then when they were trying to keep him, they were like, well, fire the coach. Keep Kyrie. Fire the GM. They've done two of the three. There isn't, and Durant is playing great basketball, as he always does. There is an element of this, Wilds, that if this, and I've defended Durant the player repeatedly, but he has made his own bedfellows here, most notably with Kyrie. If this thing goes to hell like it's looking like, if they become the most disappointing alleged super team in NBA
2: history, which up to this point they, they have been, right. he's got to wear that. Like, Does he? because here's the other option. Why did Kevin Durant go to Golden State? There was a certain amount of pers- uh, personal growth he talked about, but also professional growth and there was a joy of basketball. This is the way basketball is supposed to be played and I like it here. If this situation just becomes just straight up not fun to be at, I think that trade demand pops back up. Oh, I, think I don't that's care on the board. Who's the coach? You don't think you don't Do you I think, think that trade uh,
3: demand come back? It doesn't matter. He's under contract right, for if it, four but, Brew, years. What if, oh, he 7, had a trade 15. demand this summer. Right,
4: but that's when they thought they could compete for a title. What I'm if not worried
3: 70, about 80. what Kevin Durant's thinking right now. If I'm the Nets, I'm trying to get it right basketball wise, so I can keep no Kevin of course, Durant. Of
4: course, but I think what Wild's. is saying. The last
3: thing is, on my mind is a trade demand coming with that, from Kevin but Durant.
4: Look, if the is there a point where this Nets season can go so poorly that if you were the Nets, you would say, Brent "Well, we should England trade done. him." You know what I mean if we 're five and fourteen and it 's like okay, n- nothing's fixing this, we might have, so in that regard that 's where I still think it could come back up because you were proven right that they could hold their water right. and just save four years, but that was when they thought it was in their best interest to have him you know what I mean to have Kevin Durant on the team right. that they thought they could win right now if Ben Simmons is still you know, they're in name only. And Kyrie, even if he somehow finds a way to skirt this controversy fully, you know he's going to step into another thing. There's no way anyone can believe this will be the last one with Kyrie. And if the team's, the, you know, the roster has the issues that I think it does, it might be in their best interest. Well, I w- want to say one last thing about Udoka. Udoka's Haralba Volgaris. You guys know I have mass respect for him as an NBA guy. used to help run the Mavericks. Sharp NBA mind. He made a point on Twitter that I think is worth mentioning. He said, I'm very interested in watching Udoka coach his staff that doesn't have Missoula and Hardy. So Hardy is right now the head coach of the Jazz. They're probably the biggest surprise in the league in a positive way. Missoula's doing a hell of a job with a great team, obviously, in Boston. That is not taking anything away from Ime Udoka, but it is, I think, an interesting question. He's walking into what I think is the hardest coaching job in the country with his own baggage and the Kyrie baggage and all of it, and to see what that's going to look like for him.
2: All right, more on this story later on in the show. After the break, we're talking Bengals. Has Brew written them off for the second time already in this? Written them off, wrote them
4: in, but he might have been right about writing them off the first time. (laughs) (laughs) I think, listen, Brew might be vindicated. Might?
3: Might?
1: and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So, do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com/ftf. netsuite.com/ftf. netsuite.com/ftf.
2: Browns-Bengals in a Halloween okay. matchup of teams wearing orange. Browns roll. Burrow gets sacked five times, Those an interception, fumbles. Brew, on September 19th, you wrote off the
3: 0-2 Bengals. Take a listen. I think they're done. Okay. I think they're done. 0-2. And I'm saying it. Look, Does last year. can't make the play Won't make the playoffs. Wow. Will not make the playoffs. Obviously could. Right, no, but won't. Will make, the not make the playoffs. <laughs>
2: Okay. (laughs) Wow. Team coach Eric Mangini is back with us. Welcome, Coach (laughs) Brew. Later on, you wrote the Bengals back in. You, you abandoned
3: that. I post. didn't see me write the bingos <laughs> back in. Where's the video of that? Just I let him have it. Just let him have it. No no, 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 no. And said they're not oh, making yes, the playoffs.
4: And then you, you hemmed in all the bingos. He give them said credit.
5: they're not making the playoffs. But they could. No, that's
3: fine. Oh, good. Let's looking <laughs> right. Where
2: are you that's now?
4: The they're
3: not making the playoffs. All right. I'm staying here. Now, I get, and this is not a hedge. I get you're saying, well, they're very much in the hunt right now. They're four and what yeah. four and four? They're still alive. They will not make the I didn't say it because they were 0-2. That was part of it. But I said it because of their issues. Yeah. And those issues have proven to be even worse than we expected. I thought, Coach, the offensive line would get better. It was bad at the beginning of the year. We know they tried to fix it in the offseason. I thought by this point it'd be pretty good. It's horrible. Okay, they, Joe Burrow was sacked five times last night He's 29 on the season That's the second most in the league So the passing game Especially without Jamar Chase the Jamar Who could Chase get open so quickly cute. And also because he could get open so quickly So Burrow could get rid of the ball mm-hmm. He still gets rid of it fast But that, that hasn't worked But the run game because of the offensive line, too. Joe Mixon is a and good running back. He doesn't He's look averaging sharp, three. though, this year. Well, it's hard to look sharp when the offensive sure. line isn't blocking, okay? And so, for those, the defense is not that bad, but the offense coach, this is why I'm saying they will not make the playoffs. Okay, Factor.
5: I, I, you're, you're wrong. So oh, like, wow.
3: <laughs> Just flatly. Coming yeah. off a game flatly. like that last well, yeah. night. Look,
5: they haven't been good against the Browns. They haven't been good on Monday night. And, and this is just one of those games. So they were fourth in the in the league in giveaways. And they have two turnovers last night in the first half. The Browns were, were 29th. Over the last five games, they hadn't given up more than three sacks. The Browns got three sacks in the first half. You talk about the running game and, and Joe Mixon being a good runner. They ran the ball eight times through three quarters. That's not a running game problem that's a calling the game problem. Like how, when, when you don't have your, your biggest offensive threat in the passing game, and then you you continue to throw the ball at the rate that they threw it, and you don't take any pressure off the offensive line by running the ball, even if you get three yards of carry, you have got to give the offensive line a chance to tee off. You've got to Was give the offensive they line were a down, chance. No. No, it so was, much. Not, they weren't down that much. What was it, 8 nothing. 8-0 for a long... For the,
4: and the and biggest, Browns, the Browns
5: were trying to give it back to zero them. Zero they had the Amari Cooper pass. Like yeah. they, they were doing what they could to, to keep the game close. So, so when you, you look at it in terms of what they've done, especially over the last five games, versus what happened last night, and then defensively, they hadn't given up a touchdown in the second half which tied the 1934, I forget what team it was, (laughs) but but they hadn't given up a touchdown. Then they gave up two touchdowns to start the third quarter. So I would say this game... They have problems against the Browns. They have problems on Monday night. They have problems it's in Stefanski prime time. Has owned and it just Zach followed Taylor that pattern.
4: Like Stefanski, I think this is remember for Collins' big thing when Baker was still the Browns' quarterback and was put up good numbers. You'd be like, well, he do, he's amazing against the Bengals, and then against everyone else, terrible. Like this, Stefanski mm-hmm. has really owned this Bengals defense. So I do think the Bengals have a fatal flaw when it comes to their ability to win a championship. But I also think it's crazy to say they're going to miss the playoffs. So let me talk fatal flaw first. They not only don't have the personnel to deal with the the best rushers, edge rushers in football, they don't have the coaching scheme for it either. Our guy Dusty was literally grinding the all-22 and said they only sent in an extra (laughs) pass blocker on four of 40 pass dropbacks yesterday. Well, that's crazy. When... So, the Bengals have lost four games this year. One was on a Justin Tucker last second field goal. Mm -hmm. The three decisive losses came, or not decisive, three other losses came to the Steelers, Cowboys, and Browns. What do those three teams have in common? I believe they have the three best edge rushers in football Miles Garrett, Micah Parsons, TJ Watt. And those guys, in all three games, wrecked the game. Now, they got to play the Steelers again. And Watt's going to probably be back for that. They have to play the Browns again. But they're four and four, mm-hmm. and a uh, Justin Tucker field goal away from ha- just coming off five game That's winning right the Wilds. At. My question would be this: Let's just put Kansas City, Buffalo, Tennessee, Baltimore, and Miami in the playoffs. Just put them in. There's t- still two spots open. Let's go. What? Fine, <laughs> you, you, Brew. You've got a. You I, I, I got one spot. There's. There's going to be two from the East. No, but the, the names. We, we Kansas City, Buffalo, Tennessee, a... Baltimore, Miami is five. So so heading for the final playoffs, the Chargers two, two
3: from the West too. The
4: Jets, the Patriots, no, let's go. No, stop. The Browns. Hey, let's go. And you know, the Bengals are on there. Maybe you think the Broncos are going to get there. I just think they even if choose? they're not great wilds, yeah. they're they're going to be one of those two wild card teams in the AFC. So
5: I just don't see the edge rushers as being a, a fatal flaw. I Ooh. there are things that you can do to mitigate those gotcha. guys. You can gotcha. chip there's things you would do, but, I, but Zach it's like run the ball that. a little bit, Zach chip, him a little bit. chip them a little a bit. He skipped a lot
4: of the like smart coaching classes, so <laughs> I don't know that Bengals are going to do it. It shouldn't be a fatal flaw, but no, I don't. Bruce looks surprised. Zach, I mean, they've been held back by coaching every year has been there, but that's I don't really
3: held back last year. Yeah,
4: they, listen, they made the Super Bowl. They have bad coaching. Sorry, it happens sometimes. Coach, really? Can I show you yes. a graphic
3: that
2: I made? You know how like the famous Bill Parcells always says, "Like you are what your record are." Mm-hmm. Is I disagree with that. I took all the four and four teams and I put them on my meter o mediocrity and to see how they measured out. So they ranges from eh, fine to good. All four and four teams coming in at ugh, The Commanders, four and four, not great. Yeah. Also the Falcons, okay. number five rushing so offense, but eh, right. week. Don't feel like they're so four far, and four. So far this is Great graphic. Okay,
4: I support it. Fine. Wait, where, where aren't the Patriots on the air? Well,
3: because
2: <laughs> the Patriots are fine. Oh. Are they? Yeah, we're fine.
3: They're the worst team in our division. Are
2: you? Because we're slated. We're in the playoff hunt. We're oh, in man. the playoff picture. I think we've got the seventh seed right now. Just beat the Jets. Just fine, and we beat the Jets. And now the good four and four teams. Oh, see. These teams all have the same record at the same time. The Bengals and the 49ers You know what? Don't there should feel...
3: be a separate category for the 49ers. I agree with great. Them. They're wow. no, they're all four and four. Why that's, know, that's what it is. Be the great. meter, oh mediocrity. This is
2: great. 49ers great. and Bengals. So I like. Coach, it. do you like this? Even though I know that you're no, you know, I, I from the this, Parcells tree, kind of. Yeah,
5: I, I think this is a is a good meter. I I you could go either way with with New England. The arrow could point down or or up, and I'd say. Atlanta, Atlanta is exciting to watch, and Atlanta surprises you. Do You like
2: Atlanta? You want to move I, them I, up to I the like line? Down. Down. I like
5: aspects of Atlanta that they're they're frustrating at times, but anybody who plays them, you don't know what you're going to get week in and week out, and they you could the they could beat anybody Something. at
3: any time. Coach, last night it doesn't, and I know you brought up the Browns and Monday night, but to me, their struggles against the Browns should have had their antennas up. They should have known, look, we're on national TV, we got the Browns, this team has owned us the last few years, and we're better than them. They should have went out there and played a great game. I I was shocked that they didn't play better offensively because obviously Chase is a huge loss, but with Higgins and Boyd, I thought they'd be fine offensively. Well, when you lose a a weapon like that and you have
5: to try to adjust really for the the first time and and understand what the offense is now going to look like, and you go into it with, with essentially a plan that we're going to pass as much as they did without offsetting with the run. If you don't have those quick answers that you're so used to having, and then you've got to go find another answer, that can take some processing speed with the quarterback, which slows you down, which now opens you up to, to sacks. And then, look, the Browns were just teeing off. Because all they were doing with is passing, Problem. and it's a it's a tough spot
3: to be in. Right. So, I hear a bunch
2: of so there. Were, the other big story here is on the Browns' defensive side. Nick unleashed a wild take this morning. a wild! About, take. You're
3: right about that. We are pretty much
2: a Micah Parsons is the best defensive player in the league. Show no, the whole world, the whole football media is is doing that, and he but might be. But but
4: this guy has as strong of an argument as Micah Parsons uh, does, and he's really? been doing it longer. Like it is. Coach, Miles Garrett has played 75 games. In those 75 games, he has 66 sacks and 67 TFLs. So he averages almost two tackles behind the line of scrimmage, either of a quarterback or a running back, per game in his career. Uh, you just see, you it see it. He's the, the way only he's player Right now,
5: Micah Parsons mean? has more total tackles. He has more sacks. They have the same number of tackles for loss. They have the same number of pass defense yes. and the same number of forced fumbles, yes. except Micah Parsons has return one for a touchdown. I know that he's had what, what was the stat? Seven sacks in the last six, six years. The yeah. only, I mean, Aaron Donald's had eight sacks or more every year that he's played. Now he's got a little bit of a down year right now with four, but he's also had a 20 sack. Oh season. well, Aaron.
4: so, I mean, so Aaron. Do- listen, I think Aaron Donald is in a position, for second straight show we're going to mention him, J.J. Watt was in like eight years ago, where it's like, hey, he's the best defensive player in football, doesn't mean he's having the best season. I think Aaron Donald's the best defensive player in football, but he's not necessarily having the best season. But if we're talking about the guys outside of the Aaron Donald category, I just feel like Micah Parsons has jumped the line ahead of Miles Garrett because Miles Garrett's been on bad teams and on the Cowboys and on what? What's the problem? What are you, what's this one look like? The one Micah reason Parsons. the
3: Cowboys are so good is because of Micah Parsons. Of course. And the, and the only. And, the, and you mentioned it yesterday, Nick. You said Micah Parsons could play every position on the field. Well, that makes him so versatile. Except for quarterback. quarterback. Yeah. Well, I think that's what. And look, nothing against Miles Garrett. He's awesome. But that's what gives Parsons the edge is his versatility. The fact that Here I think two, he can Here, too, do we have these, edge. Dusty? I, I, I wanted to get some highlights. The, but two plays <laughs> that Parsons made Just recently. Oh, here's one. It. Miles Garrett's not making that play, Nick. That was the game save. Yes, that was probably the game-winning play right there. You got to admit, Garrett's not making that play. And he's not making this play against Chicago either when Justin Fields hurdles him. And well, he, he that he has that's has a return. return. I'm so that's, not counting that. That's why? a, that's a so Justin Fields blooper. Just real quick.
4: Th- that's why and... – that, so, again, I, I, I think Micah Parsons right now is the leading candidate for defensive player of the year. But that commentary right there is why I brought this up. This idea that, we, that Micah Parsons has just ascended every other defensive player in the league, I reject. I, I, I disagree with that. I think that Miles Garrett does not have a Demarcus Lawrence alongside him on the, off, on the defensive line. He does not have a Dan Quinn, by the way, calling that defense. And I think Miles Garrett has proven year in, year out, he is one of the two or three most impactful defenders in the entire sport and has a great, as good of an argument as anybody that he's the best defensive player in the
5: league. And look, he does have a lot of impact, but, but you want defensively to have that impact and then be able to move that impact around wherever you want it to, to, mm. to be, it makes it harder for offenses, offenses to deal with. So that the versatility
4: to f- goes to Micah. There's no doubt about it.
5: Yeah, but versatility with similar production, right. I mean, you'd have to give the edge to, to Micah. Right. To We're play. talking
2: Tom Brady next on First Things First. Honestly, my issue with Miles Garrett, what? too much attention on Halloween. Oh, okay. Hey, you got to focus <laughs> a little bit
4: more on <laughs> You know what I thought the Bengals should have done yesterday? What? Targeted- <laughs>
2: Uh, head down to Tampa, check in on the go. Brady's still kind of optimistic about the season. Here he is with Jim Gray. Take a listen. I'm
1: glad it's unfamiliar,
4: and I am I want this to be as unfamiliar as possible, so uh, losing sucks, and we've put a lot into winning, just like every team does, and no one's feeling sorry for the Bucks. We know that, and we got to go change it, so I think the
2: attitude is you know, there's no surrender. There's nobody that's back and down from the challenge. Okay. Yeah, Excellent coach. Eric Mangini joins us again. Welcome, coach. Welcome back. Thanks. From the last block. Back. <laughs> <laughs> Katana said I need to do a better job. Uh, next, that was great. Is there more likely Bucks win the Super Bowl or miss the playoffs? Oh. More likely they make the Super
4: Bowl or miss the playoffs. To miss the playoffs, that would mean they don't win the division. So the answer is more likely to make the Super Bowl. Mm. This is the – listen, folks – you believe I have so? been guilty of this many a time of the writing Tom Brady's obituary early. Okay. And okay. now it's, uh, and now it <laughs> seems like Preach. and now it seems like the entire media is it's not even a hot take to be like no. Tom Brady's done. Everyone agrees uh, he's done. This is going to be his last year, all these things. First of all, I don't think he's retiring after this season. I want to make that clear. I like that take. Second of all, I that he is in as part of you know Tom Brady's amazing football luck for the 17th time of his 22 seasons, what's the worst division in football outside of the division, the best team in the division? Whatever division Tom Brady's in. For 15 <laughs> years, it was the AFC East. For a couple of these years, it's been the NFC South. So he has that going for him. He's already beaten the Saints and the Falcons head-to-head. So they are going to be in the playoffs. And in the playoffs, there are a lot of better teams. But those teams are quarterbacked by guys like Daniel Jones and Kirk Cousins and, God bless him, Geno Smith and, the best of all, Jimmy Garoppolo. So do I see a world where Tom Brady is hosting a playoff game against Daniel Jones and then he's going on the road to Kirk Cousins and then he's in the NFC Championship game? And I so, yeah, I, right listen, the Bucks have major issues, coach, and I'm not acting like they're a great team. But they're going to be in the playoffs, and they're going to be hosting a playoff game against
2: potentially Daniel
4: Jones or Geno Smith. In those scenarios,
2: hey, how can you sit and oh, not put, like Brady's chances? in a tough spot here. Now it's Dayball versus Brady. Yeah, you a good.
5: tough spot, Coach. It's, it's so nice to hear you talk. I like, feel it's,
4: gross. It's I feel like ah. I should take a shower. I don't like anything I just said.
5: Yeah, I don't. I, I feel like I shouldn't say anything because you said things so oh, so you eloquently. Agree? I, I absolutely agree. After last game, when you turn on the TV and people are like, "He should retire today. He's done." That he, was weird. He's, he's he's. It's just it was painful. It wasn't even it wasn't even just a a Brady issue, and it wasn't primarily a Brady issue. The the, the whole team had issues last game, and the team has has major issues in a lot of areas. i looking for a, a silver lining here. There's not many of them. They're 25th on third down defensively. They're 25th on third down offensively. They're 29th on red zone defensively. They're 29th on red zone offensively. Time of possession is bad. They don't run the ball very well. Now, all that being said, the one thing they have is Tom Brady. And all he does is write story after story where if you are looking at it, you think oh this has got to be like a Disney movie. Well the other this, this thing can't he has be real is
4: the Falcons, the Panthers and the Saints. Well well the, right. the, the, Falcon, there's that component right.
5: of it and, and look they have a, they have old a bunch of older guys and if those guys who are who are talented if those guys can get into the playoffs they can gear up for a run. So it's getting into the playoffs then that. they've got older talent I'm nauseous then they get into that. a run and he's going through some right. other things outside of football yeah. that'll look different a month from now, when when things
3: start to kind of come Settle into play, well, to that point, coach. Look, I'm gonna make it a hat trick, and Wilds, you you may make it a foursome, but I yes, they have a better chance to get to the Super Bowl. You mentioned the personal issues; obviously, that's been weighing on him. Now that's done. It's done. Obviously, you're still playing, right. Maybe not because I think his superpower. I said it early in the week has been his focus throughout his career. He probably hasn't been able to be as focused. He clearly hasn't. When you look at the things he's done and you look at the way he's played, now maybe that focus will now be what it's been for him throughout his career, and I expect to see an improvement in him. He and Mike Evans, for some reason, have been on, haven't been on the same page. I think they will get on the same page. And you mentioned the division, but look at the three best teams in the NFC. Dak Prescott, nice, not unbeatable. Jalen Hurts was horrible against the Buccaneers in the playoffs last the Eagles year. Eagles are undefeated, and Jimmy Garoppolo. So I'm taking oh, Brady against all that. of those guys. Well, Brady. Okay. So you you, you make it a four.
2: Okay, the Eagles are undefeated. Uh-huh. We cannot put the three and five Bucks in the same sentence as the undefeated. When they all Eagles.
3: make the playoffs, no. we man, the
2: Eagles are undefeated. I can't say all oh, the Buc-. You can't. I only have. Enough room in my spirit to undeniably and unquestionably support one quarterback, and that's gonna be Mac Jones. <laughs> okay, well. Everybody else has gotta get the honesty treatment. The Bucs are three and five, they have the same record as the Saints, even though they beat the Saints. Uh-huh. Do the Saints have a good offense? Does anyone raise their hand? This includes the crew. Does anyone think the Saints has a good to okay offense? Anyone, Dusty, Josh? I do. Yeah, no,
5: I, think, I fine. think when they're healthy, they ha- they could have a oh, really. They scored good offense. fifty more there. points than the Bucks. They could have a really. good No, dangerous. but his point Kamara is
4: healthy. nobody thinks about the Saints as a high flying offense, Thank and you. they have, they right now are averaging a touchdown more per game yes. than Tampa. I yes, I here's you. the other thing. It's, I can I know still
2: support saying. Tom Brady. They're dead last in running yards per game. Yeah. Dead last. It's 62 yards per game. Last year, you know who was dead last? The Texans. They were not good. You can't be dead last in running the ball. And last year, the Texans ran for 80-plus yards.
5: But they're dead last in attempts. Maybe they need to attempt to run the uh, ball more. Okay, now, and Then, then they really run two carries per carry. Except
4: you know? They're, they're, know. Also coached, they're also dead last in yards right. per carry. I can't believe they're, so they're three 3.0 yards per carry. So they're, they're, you're getting them back? You're I'm getting there's back there's to where it to there's a better chance
3: that they missed the playoffs. I, yes, a yes. three and five team. He thinks, yes, he thinks it's on the, the board. The division leader is
5: four
4: and four. Yeah, but he thinks it's on the board that they finish seven and ten, and seven and ten won't win the division.
2: I think the Falcons could steal a game here or there.
4: and so let me let me say something. Panthers were feel good, not wilds, because I. You make, you, went, you, you make a lot of compelling points. You make, and I wish I could join you on those points. There are two things, however, I have to disagree with you on. One is, and the tears, and the committee should have taught you this. Your, <laughs> your, but but you, but you experience by it by proxy okay. every week. Your obsession with the standings, because you keep yesterday. You were like Eagles undefeated. They got to be in the shows. Are producers doing that, guys? The Eagles have one fewer loss than the Vikings. Does it, is anybody making the games like, oh, the Vikings, they gotta be considered a contender. No, so you're all hung up on the fact that one game. Good teams? Oh no, but Why nobody on that. But hold on. Would you be shocked if the six and one Vikings, or the seven and one, six and one six one loss Vikings lose their first playoff game? No, I wouldn't. Of course not. So you shouldn't be shocked if something like that happens to Philadelphia. The point remains that there is there is no great team in the NFC that has a proven quarterback. There are great the Eagles have earned the right to be considered a great team this year. The Cowboys are earning the right. Sure. If a few more offensive explosions going that even to be considered a great team for this season. Those quarterbacks have done nothing ever. And so even if over the course of the regular season, the quarterback position this year seems to be less meaningful than in years past. It's been more about like weapons and mm-hmm. guys around it. Come the postseason, that's not how people are going to okay. feel. And run the and, ball.
5: And would you be shocked that Tom Brady does something that nobody expects him to do? That Tom Brady it's somehow creates me. magic that, that, that nobody thought he could do? You when I about this,
4: Coach, when I was watching Serena, you were at that same match. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be her farewell match. And she won. Or no, we were at the one. You were at the one. I was at two of them. Yeah. The one I was at was supposed to be her farewell match. Spent all this money on these tickets. She's playing, what, the second-ranked player in the world. And She won! Like, you gotta be kidding me. She hasn't played well all year. This was, they, they did a whole ceremony saying goodbye to her. And it's like, oh, she's the greatest ever. And she had a little bit something left.
2: I'm just worried about it. Also coming back.
4: I, well, that's the other thing. I, I also <laughs> had a dream about the Bucks making the Super Bowl. A dream? Be, what? <laughs> I did. We're
2: basing the show, and
3: now I'm just telling
5: you. I, I, don't I don't really love like her. I, like did I, I didn't edit like that and out. Vincent, I did. Like
2: not have said that out loud. Like, like, I'm I'm dreams? Your whole career down the and joining us right now is our friend Tom Verducci. Tom, welcome to the show. I want to jump right in. Rain pushed the game from Halloween to tonight. Cindergard not on the mound, so we get Suarez. How big of a deal is this?
6: Well, it's an advantage for the Phillies, there's no doubt about that, because they were going to go bullpen game with Syndergaard. He really was going to pitch maybe three innings. So going bullpen game when you're playing three straight days, that's tough to cover, right? So now Syndergaard is at the back end of these three games, with Syndergaard going game three, or game five, and Suarez going game three, Nola in four. So this sets up much better for Rob Thompson in terms of his bullpen management.
4: All right, Tom, I said yesterday when we were discussing the World Series that I thought this thing might not go back to Houston, that I could see the Astros winning all three here. And then our trusty, wonderful researcher Dusty, who also is a Phillies fan, was like, hey, Phillies haven't lost a single playoff game at home and they have a historically great in that building. If, if this thing were to end in five, if, do you think it is possible for Houston to win three straight there, or is it more likely that Philly were to close it out at home?
6: I mean, listen, given this venue and how well the Phillies have played here, it's difficult to imagine the Phillies losing three straight here. As you said, they're 5-0. and And there's something going on in this ballpark. It's The word for it is energy, right? It's extremely loud. Home field advantage in the postseason traditionally doesn't mean all that much in terms of the metrics of it. But you feel it when you're here. The Phillies players have talked about this. Nick Castellanos told me it feels like a European soccer game where the fans are into it from the very first pitch and never stop. Now, on the noise scale meter, I got to tell you, for me, nothing beats the Metrodome back in 87 and 91. They had a Teflon roof. It's indoors, sound bouncing all over. That was an ACDC concert for three hours. (laughs) Old Yankee Stadium was a little bit dangerous. Rob Thompson coached third base there and he said the ground was shaking during some of those playoff games. That's loud. But this is right there below those two places. It is a home field advantage. There's no doubt about that. The Phillies are riding this momentum. And I bet you these Phillies fans, they didn't get rid of their Halloween costumes because of the rain out last night. They're going to show up nice. dressed oh. to kill tonight. Oh, <laughs> I nice. like that. Wow. Well,
3: what Tom, angle. the man, of course, in Philly is Bryce Harper. He was hitless in game two, first time since the first game of these, these playoffs. Bounced back with a nice game, though. We had two hits after going hitless in the first game of the playoffs. What do you expect him to do tonight?
6: Yeah, listen, I'm a little bit surprised that the Astros actually have attacked Bryce Harper. I thought maybe as hot as he's been, they would pitch around him. And Rob Thompson actually agreed with me. Yeah, he said, I'm a little bit surprised. Remember the first that batted this series, Justin Verlander on Bryce Harper? Three straight fastballs in the strike zone, struck him out. And that kind of sent the signal that, hey, we're not pitching around you. We're coming after you. Now, Rob Thompson also mentioned that Bryce's swing right now is a little bit too uphill. Looks like he's trying to do a little bit too much. So I expect him to make that adjustment here after a couple of off days. At home, yes, a lot of energy in the ballpark. But they've been getting Harper out on those fastballs up that he's just a shade underneath. I'd expect him to make that adjustment. And he knows at this point he's got to be ready to hit because he has been seeing pitches to hit.
2: So, can we stay there, Tom? What do you mean that his swing, he's just swinging too high, or is it the way he's reacting to the pitches? Like, is he going to, like, just tweak his swing like a golfer, or, or what are you expecting?
6: Yeah, the problem sometimes for Bryce is he gets underneath the baseball where that barrel starts to flatten out, and he's working uphill to the baseball. He knows the fastballs that he's going to see are going to be at the top of the zone. So to do that, he has to kind of cover the baseball with his top hand mm. rather than coming up to it to stay level with it. Now, it's a little bit different tonight. i got to tell you, Lance McCullers Jr. on the mound does not throw fastballs to left-handed hitters. He will throw cutters and mostly all breaking balls and changeups. The cutter, he likes to throw high in the zone. So Bryce Harper, against McCullers anyway is not going to see velocity at the top of the zone like he saw from Verlander. It's a little bit different approach here. McCuller's actually tougher on lefties because of his breaking stuff than righties. Hmm. So Bryce Harper's approach will be a little bit different. He'll try to pick up one of those cutters up in the strike zone.
4: Tom, I I lived in Houston and covered the local teams from 2012-2016. When I got there, I think we went a year and a half on the radio without mentioning the Astros because they were the worst team in baseball. And In the midst of that... They obviously famously have the Sports Illustrated cover that proves to be prophetic, and now they're in the midst of is it a dynasty? That's my question. If they win this World Series, is two in six years and four appearances in six years? In your opinion, is it a dynasty? Is it does it measure? Does it surpass what the Giants did earlier last decade when they went to three and won all three in five years?
6: I wouldn't say it surpasses the Giants only because the ultimate test of a dynasty is actually winning the last game of the year and taking the championships home. As you mentioned, the Astros here are going for a second championship in six years. But listen, they made six consecutive LCSs. That alone is incredible. But of course, when you talk about 2017, you have to talk about the context of the sign stealing scandal. That is a part of that narrative. They were disciplined. They paid the price. Listen, I give them credit because they shut the Yankees down in Game 6 and 7 in the ALCS by letting them score just one run and won Game 7 on the road at Dodger Stadium with that championship. So it wasn't all about the sign-stealing. Nonetheless, it's there. I go back to what Joe Musgrove said. You know, he won a ring with that team, went to San Diego, and he said, I want to win another ring because I want a ring that's emblematic of a true championship. That's somebody who's on that Mm. 17 team. So... These players here still in Astros uniform they're not going to say that but I got to believe that's part of their narrative that to really stamp this place this Astros team as a dynasty you need the second title and you need to consolidate what people think in 17 was a slightly tainted one
3: well Tom, one of the constants of that this team has been Altuve Jose Altuve started off com- terribly poor in these playoffs over 25 Turns it around, now he's 4 for 9 in the World Series. What's been the key to his turnaround? And they were rolling even as he wasn't hitting the ball. Now that he is, what do you think that means for the Astros?
6: Yeah, good observation because he's still the catalyst to this team. And they were winning games, obviously, when he was going over 25. But they're a different team when he's rolling. And you saw these last couple of games here, A different batter in the batter's box. I mean, he was so jumpy before I talked to the hitting coach Alex Cintron about this. It wasn't just that he was chasing pitches. He had way too much going on in his setup and his swing. Much quieter, especially in that game, too, for that first pitch of the game with that double to get things rolling for the Astros. The approach now looks more, let's say, comfortable, not jumping at the baseball. That's a good sign for the Astros. And I think that one swing on the fastball first pitch from Zach Wheeler That made everybody in the Astros feel good, but nobody better than Jose Altuve. So he's the kind of guy, guys, when he gets it right, he's the guy who can throw up three, four hits in a row. He might be in that place right now.
2: Tom, excellent insight as always. Thanks a lot. Enjoy South Philly. Also, go Phillies. Hey, coverage begins (laughs) 7 o'clock on Fox and Fox Sports app. Thanks again, Tom. Thanks, Tom. Thank you. I'm with the Astros Ah, I'm good. Big news today, Steve Nash gone. Ime Adoka, rumors, early reports that he looks to be the next head coach. Seems like he's coach. the guy. Seems like yep. it. Not official, yep. but it seems like we're headed that way. Bro, this team is a abject disaster. <laughs> and, hold on, can I jump in? Yeah, I'm just freestyling.
4: we leading the witness. Brew, <laughs> we're not trying to lead any witness. In fact, I'm going to... D- All for you. We haven't done this. Oh wow! It's back. It's back. Ob in studio. No, no. and olive. Go ahead. I'm going to shut it down. All for you and olive branch because I am. I'm. I'm going to be honest, and I this. This is and you're going to know this is honest. Before the year, brew was conflicted, as I was with the. We had the team that was like our. uh, I want to pick them to win the East, and then you have sitting right there the Bucks. And it, because I, for me, it was the Sixers and Bucks for you and the Nets and the Bucks. We were both conflicted, came down at the last minute. Why don't you
2: guys just take the buck? I the, just took the Bucks.
4: You just took the obvious. Bucks? But because I. Did you? To, I don't hold yeah, I don't wait, remember that. Let's remember say you're taking say say you're Sorry, I'm offering you an Olive you making a Brands, pick, Okay? At the Branch. So, but now you have a real reason right. to say I'm out on the Nets. They have fired their coach. It is, you know, a, a situation that the facts on the ground have changed. So now that you have the chance to abandon the Nets, admit the whole thing's been a failure, admit you've been wrong about them every year, it's the most embarrassing part of your career, (laughs) I'm giving you that chance. uh, uh,
3: Here's the deal. I reject your olive branch. Here's why. I reject it because it's not an olive branch. I don't need the olive branch. I'm in the catbird seat. <laughs> like, wow! I, I'm in the catbird seat word. because I have a legitimate reason. He's in the I, whether he offers an olive branch or not, the I have a legitimate. I have me. a legitimate reason the cat to jump seat? off of the net. Are you okay. doing it? I do. I, I'm just saying, don't give me that olive branch because as soon as I say bucks, uh-huh. you're gonna say, you know what? I'm going Bucks no, too I then. I'm went Olive Branch. Doc Rivers going fired. You're now Doc see. Doc Rivers it. gets fired. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, oh, the other that's way, that's what's gonna happen. But see, I reject it. It would be easy for me to go Bucks. The yeah, Bucks look been, great. Yeah. They got the best player in the uh, world. Be and you're easy right. For you to go Cavs. I really was With thinking Knicks. about going Bucks. I Anyone was thinking a lot more Bucks than Nick was. Yeah. Nick was in on Philly for some reason. I was thinking Bucks. But I, you know what? I stuck with the Nets. You're going to do it again? I stuck with the Nets. they're terrible. When they had the season opening debacle against New Orleans. I stuck with the Nets through the four straight losses. I stuck with the Nets through your mocking of me and criticizing me and them. And you know what? Because I, I unlike many people on this show, I really believe in taking integrity. Oh, my God. he's! Wow. I really believe you. in taking integrity. I hope an olive branch, he yeah, takes nice. a shot. That seemed like No, no, no I, I don't. It wasn't a chin. legit olive branch because I'm in the catbird seat. Okay, all right, that's I fine. Deal. He's sticking with the net. He's in the
4: catbird He's, st- <laughs> he's sticking with the net from the catbird seat, also during the break. I Someone's mean, they, gonna have to they explain are, the are a disaster. They are a disaster, but I
3: will not joke. Okay, So you're jumping off Philly if they Right, Doc Rivers.
4: No, I think it's probably an upgrade. Uh, I have a real question <laughs> for you. I think this bro. is an upgrade. I have too. a real question for you, bro. You said before the year, defense is about want to. And Kyrie's got motivated to prove. I'm not trying to laugh. I just think back on the Kyrie oh. commentary. Kyrie's this is the year. Kyrie's not gonna cause any waves, try to get a contract. The guy's never gonna get a long-term contract in this league ever again. Set that side. And Ben Simmons is something to prove. And KD's great. Now KD is great. But do you not now have evidence that this team can't defend? That it's not about want to? That it's about inability?
3: No. This is about, like... It, it's a, To defend in the NBA, obviously the players have to want to. But you need a coach that emphasizes it. But then why Every did you think they would do it when day. Nash was still the coach? Well, they were 19th, I believe, in defense last year. That's not good. But it's not horrible. But Kyrie wasn't there. If That's why 19th, they were good at defense. If better. you're 19th, and you can get stops when necessary, which teams can right, do. but don't you think one of the then it could work. They were they were not egregious at Well, they didn't have Kyrie, but there. they also didn't have Ben Simmons who's been one of the best defenders in the league the last five years. <sighs> Okay. Except for the last I – mean, And the last, they didn't have Royce O'Neal, who was a very good defender we in Utah. We talk more about Royce, Royce O'Neal on Royce this show. You know, just Royce just because you guys didn't breath. stay up and watch the <laughs> no, Jazz. No, give me a break. Or, because it was West give Coast, I stayed up and watched the Jazz. Drew. Royce O'Neal can defend on the wing. Okay. All right? So my point is this. If Udoka comes in and emphasizes defense, you saw the block from Durant. I know it's just one play. The block But it shows Durant, effort. Man. He plays hard. He plays hard. Durant Kyrie is great. is playing hard. Picks terrible okay? friends. Kyrie- and now all I'm saying – Look, the offense under Nash was good. The first year he coached, they were the top offense in the league. They had James Harden, a good James Harden. They don't have that. That team, you got Kevin Durant and Kyrie River. Folks, I'm not saying they're awesome. All I'm saying is I believe in take integrity. Oh, okay. I think Ime Udoka no, he, is a massive, massive maybe. upgrade over not maybe, massive upgrade over Steve no, Nash. No, I think listen, I think you've been think an upgrade ben over Steve Nash. Simmons will improve. The, but, okay, so I'm, okay, I'm okay, well, some of these, i I believe in take integrity. Some advantage. of these takes wild. Nick setting it on. up to jump off the. No, sixes I'm not. In, I'm in not. We're gonna
4: listen. Some of these takes here are like they're 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 idiot proof to a degree. Like person X is an upgrade over Steve Nash, of course. The same thing if they did what they did in the great movie Eddie with the Knicks, where they pick someone out of the crowd to coach the team, and Whoopi Goldberg got great the job. Great movie. That Ben that's Simmons, not, not Ben Simmons will improve. Movie? Well, he's not going to get worse. Here's what I'm confident about: we're you not going to be think like he's
3: going to improve. No, I'm, you watched I'm him I'm saying Philly?
4: it's impossible. Okay, that the player in Philly, I believe, is gone. You think that he's he'll never he's what, have that what years intensity? intensity? I oh, he didn't have. that I think intensity. it makes me sad, but I think Ben Simmons. Uh, it, it is not I, when P, he was saying it was a mental health thing. Mm-hmm. That's why he couldn't play with Sixers. I believe him, and I don't think and he's. You don't think he ever I don't think. Have... I don't think it's going to be a short term. Like okay, this is the week he turns it on, and I also wild. I also think it is. If we were to say a week ago, or not a week ago, but a few days ago, hey, Udoka's is going to go coach a team. We'd be like, wow, that's going to be courting you know a fair amount of controversy. Mm-hmm. Is it not insane to you that the Nets, who allegedly, remember your guy, Sean Marks, was like, hey, one of the reasons they picked us was our culture. And they are now in the midst of a massive controversy and now courting another one.
2: I think it's bizarre. I I, I think Sean Marks' tenure, all the decisions that he's made post-Kenny Atkinson firing has been absolutely bizarre. And I have no idea why Joe Sy has kept Sean Marks or, or well, no, I, I don't want to be mean to Sean Marks, if I'm Joe I'm looking at Sean Marks, understand. as I know, but I'm looking at Sean Marks' resume, saying, who I inherited from the Prokhorov era, and saying, right. are we better off than the first day I bought the team? I would say no. No. And everything has changed over I except Sean Marks. And I know that you're high on, on what Odoka can bring to the team schematically, but is that team built to play defense? That team's not built like the Celtics. No, not they, even they won't be
3: the Celtics. I'm not I know saying they're they going to become Royce the second-best defensive team in the league. If they can be middle of the pack. They can't. Why not? Because they don't
4: have the personnel. Really? Yeah. Really, Brew, really. No, you they always do. say really. Like is is Steph Curry the personnel? No, but they have Steph is the. They're outlier. a great defensive team with Steph Curry Steph, struggling defensively no, Drew, because he's the outlier. This is a team that's like relying on big minutes this year from Seth Curry, from Joe Harris, from Kyrie Irving. They are they do not have the personnel. Their best defensive player is Kevin Durant, and you want Kevin Durant to be able to focus most of his attention on the offensive end. How and about doing it, both if oh, he's one of the best players okay, ever? But he's 34 years old and he's blown his Achilles before. He's not going to be able to be a dominant two-way player
3: every night and night They don't in, night need out. him to be a dominant they two-way do. No, they, they don't. It, to be a good and, defense, And to say they he's do. the best defender ever. Again, I've got faith in Ben Simmons becoming maybe not the guy in Philly. I'd love to see it. I don't know that it'll become that, but much well, better than he's okay, been these great. first Man, five he's six been games.
2: Terrible on defense. Everyone's ben. been cooking him this year.
3: He's been, been guarding bigs
4: too. He's been whoever he's been guarding is getting their season high. Yeah. I know that.
2: Not great.
3: Look, mm. part of the strategy against your Dallas Mavericks is let Lucas score. Well, that didn't <laughs> I mean, it is talking about next.
2: First things first.
3: Let Lucas score. No.
2: Hey, trade deadline. We're 14 minutes past. And guess what? Packers did a bunch of nothing. Some names are on the move. Bradley Chubb went to Miami. Calvin Ridley went to Jacksonville. He's not going to play. Hawkinson to Minnesota. Chase Claypool, my guy, is now a bear. I didn't know that was your guy. Yeah, because he won me the upset alert. All those third-down conversions. Good job. Uh, Naheem Hines to Buffalo. But Coach Packers and Aaron Rodgers doing a bunch of nothing. Are you okay with that?
5: Yeah, it's what they do. They don't typically they're not typically very active at this time. I'd be interested how much Aaron Rodgers had impact on this. I know that he's involved in the personnel moves. So he's probably involved in that Devontae Adams trade and so was he involved in this trade? Like did they consult, did they have a meeting like how did that how did that process work? I heard they you know, there's been talk that they were involved in in the Claypool po- possible trade. But you don't pay a receiver, and then you're going to go get a receiver, and you're going to have to pay that receiver. doesn't seem to make great sense. I, I think they could have or should have gone and got Hawkinson. Yeah. He's got a fifth-year option next year. It's not that expensive. Gives him another real threat inside. Right. I think yeah. Tanyan's a free agent next year. Like that, Something like that where you can get significant production in the passing game as well as the running game, and it's not that expensive, and it has a long-term value. That would have made so, sense.
4: So, that. the two receivers that were traded, you know, either today or in the past week, Kadarius Toney to the Chiefs, who's a second-year player, and then obviously Chase Claypool's a third-year player and probably wanting a contract after this year even though he has one more year left on his deal. I would understand why the Packers wouldn't necessarily want Tony, even though he was cheap, because Rodgers is already having problems with got, get guys getting guys, pardon me, on the same page with him. And Obviously, Tony hasn't played a lot. I'm surprised they didn't make a significant offer for Jerry Judy or hmm. go get him. The Broncos obviously, no, they, I mean, they know, everyone knows, Vru maybe not, but that the Broncos are screwed. And that's why they trade away Bradley Chubb. That's why they're like, okay, we have to start. We made this grievous error in trading for Russell get Wilson. Back. Now we've got to get our picks back. Yep. So I think they could have Jerry Judy, I think, was possible. I think when we talked about, you know, D.J. Moore, you know, fresh off tossing the helmet, they, they were talking about him. If the, I don't think that Kadarius Tony or Chase Claypool or even Hawkinson really moves the needle for what Green Bay... I think Green Bay was going to have to make a blockbuster type of trade to move the needle, and I didn't see that happening. So I'm sure Rodgers is frustrated, but I, I don't think he would have been that excited. Well,
5: but it mo- would have moved the needle more than doing nothing. Right. I mean, they, it may not have yeah. moved the needle as much as they w- would want, but to go get a, a quality tight end that can, that can contribute in a lot of different ways, you know, that, that pushes it forward. You know, with, with a guy like Kadarius Toney, it's a lottery picket, ticket. Hopefully, you know, he hits. And if he hits, he's probably going to hit pretty big. And with Chase Claypool, the problem is I, I don't know how you can justify moving on from Devontae Adams and then going and trading away a pick and then having to pay someone that you don't know.
3: Well, look, I just think they should have done it for this year. Even if you would have lost Claypool going forward, they every time year they have Aaron Rodgers is about trying to win the Super Bowl. But you still got to pay him all the money he's making. So I don't get, and I, I don't want to just be reckless with picks. But they can't let this season go down the drain. They should have but gone why out wouldn't they have kept and gotten Montee. Well, that I mean, just about right. This that, year. For, that. That I, right. That they blew that. Right,
4: I think that actually is the bigger. I don't want to say the bigger story because I know today's trade deadline this is the story. Yep. But there are two teams that traded away all pro-level receivers, both of them betting on the fact we pay our quarterback $50 million a year. He can make it work without him. And I'm not again, I'm not saying this because one of them's my team. But Mahomes you kinda are. No, but it's but it's also true. <laughs> well, Mahomes is Mahomes is vindicating the team's decision. Yeah. And the Dolphins decision is being vindicated by the fact That's that right. Tyreek's having the best year of his career. Right. Tyreek's been unbelievable and the Chiefs have been the highest scoring team in the league. So that is a win win. The Raiders Packers trade appears
3: to be a loss, loss. Big time. Well, Packers, that's the thing. The, it was a mistake, obviously, for the Packers, but also for, at least so far, for Devontae. And
4: for the for De, and Raiders. Mistake. The Raiders, I mean, football wise. But, like, the the, the I, I make fun of the Russell Wilson trade because it's one of the worst trades in sports history. But to set that aside, so slow the, this offseason is the second biggest mistake a team made the Packers, trading away Devontae Adams. And for those two MVPs that are in, those two trophies he has at his house, should one of them go to Devontae? Okay. Like, hey, we're kind of 50-50 partner. I'm not being serious. <laughs> well, if that's if he,
3: he was seven and zero oh without the,
4: I understand, but it's not the same
2: guy. Like Packers Odell now. Do you like overpay for Odell?
5: No, no. Okay. I, I think Odell has become this this cure all for every single team. <laughs> that's right. he's coming off a, an injury. Right. He's he's had significant injuries in the past. It's as a role and on a team that's really good and maybe has some other guys that, that can compliment him. That's where probably his greatest Un- impact is.
4: Underrated move of the deadline for a wide receiver. Underrated because he's not going to play this year. But all oh, next year, the prince that was promised you with Calvin that. Ridley. No, oh, that. boy. oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, he's hold. back. Trevor Lawrence is back. Well, he's back, baby.
2: <laughs> what? No, I mean, we gotta, we got to meet up. He's back we got to meet after this. He's back, man. Hey, we're talking Steve Nash next. First things first. Lawrence. No, we're going to have a meeting. Let's go get a call. Yeah. <laughs> Medals time, Sixers-Wizards. Kuzma goes up for the reverse and no. Standing policy, bloopers don't make the medal stand, so Kuzma didn't Why make am it. Kuzma not surprised. Who, Kuzma,
4: sneaky, by the way, turned into one of the best rebounders in the league since leaving oh, the Lakers. True story. That. James Harden just missed out on the medal stand. Show you really? 17. Just down? missed out. James Harden, too? James Harden just ah, missed out on the medal stand. I mean, How many people do we have missing
2: out? I said Kuzma missed out.
4: Okay. Are you done? And he's with the Sixers, or too. Or we can just keep running the same <laughs> highlight of Let Wilds Go. That that whatever you <laughs> want. Laurie Marketing. Oh, my goodness. The, six and two? The Swedish slasher strikes again. What? Larry Markkinen. I thought, oh God, I hope he's from Sweden. 31, 11 <laughs> and 4 for the best player on the most surprising team in the league, the Utah Jazz. Silver medal. Paul George. Game-winning shot. 35-9-8-6, which means Paul George and Kawhi combined for 35-9-8 and 6. Because okay. Kawhi Leonard doesn't really play for that team anymore. And then the gold medal. Averaging amazingly his career high in points per game this year, Kevin Durant, 36, 9, and 7. You know they told him, KD, go out and score 35 and you do whatever look you want. That, he said, okay, God. I'll do it. Get Nash out of here. We're talking over the block,
2: man. KD gets the gold. How mark. many coaches have been fired after a win? Well, ever. This is one of them. It, look, it,
3: it needed to be done oh, after a win though. It, yes, just odd. Just so and so it you know. was mutual. I, would, I think, I there's think the metal stand,
4: is stand, And also, I have to issue an apology. Oh. Uh, not the Swedish slasher. The Finnish finisher. <laughs> <is what laughs> my oh! My apologies to our viewers in <laughs> Sweden and Finland, as I know there's some bad blood there. My apologies. Is there? I don't know. It seems like it.
3: <laughs> you may have just started something. It's, we take that back. We don't know that there's bad Steve Nash is gone. Brew, your Nets... Oddly, you're optimistic. Yes, I'm optimistic. The Nets' future without Steve Nash is what? Look, bright, bright, come up. You want to come with me to the or game brighter. tonight? Right. brighter. You want to come with me well, to the game Well, if time? I didn't have my radio show, uh, I'd be going on. with I'm you all the time. I'd be carrying
4: yeah. that thing for years I'd anyway. be going with you all
3: I'd be going with you all look, I they I admit they got their issues. You think? And that's the understatement (laughs) of the show, right? They got their issues. But I'm more optimistic Wilds now than I was 24 hours ago. That's all I'm saying. That I agree with. But let me ask you
4: this, because I think Nash was was a good guy. We can only say that so many times. Great guy. guy, Amazing player. Excellent tennis. Terrible head coach. Just objectively bad at all the things you'd want from a head coach. Would you be more optimistic today about the Nets if they hadn't hired Udoka, though. If they'd fired Nash and they were going to do, do a search, Jacques Vaughn, he's going to be the interim coach. Like, do you feel good or bad about the Udoka hire? Because given the net situation, when so much of their issues have been, it does seem like media scrutiny affects them and they have this off-the-court everything. Hiring Udoka, to me, is a bold play, Kyle. It is. It, like, it is. Like, I, would, it, do you think it's a better hire for this team than Quinn Snyder? Or leaving Jacques Vaughn in
3: there when he's already been an interim coach there once before after they mm-hmm. fired? What about bring back Kenny Atkins? I may be unfairly down on Jacques Vaughn because of his tenure in, in Orlando. Yeah, he was like 58 and 158. Really right. Terrible. And he First was up until back. that point, Early. he was like the hot young, co- yep. right? Yep. He was going to be great. So, I may be unfairly down on Jacques. Maybe he'll get another chance somewhere else. But to answer your question, yeah, Nick, honestly, if they had not – if it didn't look like it's going to be Udoka and maybe – I like Quinn Schneider. Quinn Schneider improved Utah's defense immediately, Wilds. Immediately. I like him too. Yeah, Snyder would have been You know why you like him?
2: Why? Because he, he collapsed against uh, no, against the cliff. He didn't no, have he the was, personnel. Come on, man. I, I, you know what? I don't have the personnel either. I was like, get Rudy Gobert out of the game. Tyloo is destroying you. The this, okay. a kawhi Okay, Clippers but hold on. You're, you're, you're answering Snyder. this from an exercise
4: standpoint. Do, you, do you, I just want before we go? Do you think it is? incredibly bold. To me, it would it be is like, You're it'd right. be You're like right. was, bold, the Washington bizarre. commanders going through everything. It's like, hey, guess what? Rivera's out. John Gruden, come on. <laughs> it was like, really? Like, it, it is
3: crazy. It, it is a But you know what? Thing. He fits the redemption narrative. Okay. We talked about Durant enhance your legacy. Kawhi save your legacy. Kyrie, you ben, Bi- yeah. yeah, Kyrie build, save your legacy. Uh, ben Simmons build a legacy. And Ime Udoka, redeem yourself. I mean, come on. I don't. This know. dude was headed to a great coaching career. It looked like. Yeah. Maybe. And then he blew maybe it up four months ago, and now
4: has a job. I thought he was suspended for a year. He's gonna miss two weeks of work. They the whole do thing is know weird, him, Nick.
3: They do know him because he was there he was for there. a year, so yeah. they know yeah. his yeah, character. Maybe great. just made a mistake. Very
2: bizarre. Maybe just very made a mistake.
3: <laughs>